Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I, of course, am your host, Amy. And today on the show, I have the... I don't even know how to describe you because you're a totally indescribable person. I have Madison Ostergren on the show. Madison, welcome to the show. Yay. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here, Amy. This is wonderful. And you are wonderful. So I'm excited. Well, I'm sad that we're doing this over Zoom, but I'm glad that we have you on the show. And we were just having a funny conversation about our last names and people mispronouncing them. And so how do people, what did you just tell me people mispronounce your name as? (laughs) <laughs> well I said I first I said Ostergren but then I then I went to ostrich hen ostrich hen yeah, I've gotten awesome. that one before <laughs> that's good well obviously Inger Bretson gets kerfuffled all the time and my favorite is Pep Fujas called me one time uh, Amy angry breast person so we just decided that this is the show of ostrich hen and angry breast person <laughs> We're, we're, and we're going to crush it. Coming yeah. to you live. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Madison, for the listeners, like, okay, obviously at some point we're going to stop talking about skiing, but we talked about it for a second at the beginning. And I want kind of like your, your cliff notes of like your ski story and like what brought you to this place where you are now of being a professional skier. And in my opinion, one of the foremost kind of up and coming or here now coming female professional skiers. Oh my goodness. That is such a, that is such a nice compliment. Thank you. Um, (laughs) wow. Okay. A little bit of background on Madison ostrich hen here. (laughs) Um, I grew up in this really small town in Northern Michigan. So it's called Traverse city. It's kind of a touristy town. It's, it's quite nice in the summers, but I grew up on this tiny little 400 foot tow rope hill. And my mom and dad, just bought me a pair of garage sale skis and we, I just got out onto the mountain and was on the tow ropes and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with skiing. And then there was like the town crew little race league. And I started doing that and I was a very competitive, I'm very competitive with myself mostly, but I was just such a little (laughs) active running around all the time. So, um, I just got really into the racing scene in Michigan, but there's not you know, there's nothing close to big mountains in Michigan whatsoever. So when I would go to like the junior Olympic or junior championships, as I got a little bit older, I remember telling my dad, like, dad, we have to move to Colorado. Like I need, like these mountains are amazing. Like I need to, we need to be out here. And my parents were like, we can't move out there. But sure enough, like in 2013, (laughs) we, our whole family, like just picked up from Michigan sold our house and we all moved to Utah because I got accepted into a, a ski academy, like a racing academy. Oh, wow. Um, and so then we, we picked up, we moved to Salt Lake. That's where I am right now. And um, I guess a couple like, yeah, after, after I went to the ski academy, I took a post-grad year and then I went um, and got recruited to ski in college. So then I raced NCA division one for Westminster college, which was awesome. And I was the only American on the team, which is kind of fun and awesome. I live, I live with a bunch of Europeans. It's great. I get all these different languages. And if I ever want to do like a massive, you know, road trip through Europe, I can just go like Sweden, Norway, France. Yeah. Just like, just like perch up there. But, um, you know, when I moved to Utah, I really, I fell in love with the mountains out here and how big they were. And, And I'd never really truly powder skied. So I remember, I remember I dated this boy in high school and, and he's amazing. He really got me into, um, powder skiing. And I just remember asking him like, okay, how do you make that turn? Like, how do you make the snow fly up and hit your face? I'm like, I can't do it. And I remember being like, (laughs) I remember being like, why can't I do it? And he was awesome. And he grew up at Alta and his parents are there. And he really got me into like powder skiing. And then I just absolutely fell in love. And Um, I think it's always been, for me, it's always been, um, skiing. And even though I was ski racing, it was always skiing and that, that draw to snow and, and going fast and being around people, um, and just skiing with people and sharing like memories in the mountains. So 
since yeah, since then I've graduated college last December. Nice. Yes. (laughs) I snuck in there before COVID, before the COVID online semester. So that was really I'm like, thank God. In the nick of time. In the nick of time. Um, but yeah, I just I knew through college, I kind of towards the end of my racing career that I just I wanted to professionally big mountain ski and I and and so I just went full throttle. I didn't really know what direction I was going, like exactly. <laughs> I just was like, I'm gonna go this direction. And I like tried my hardest to get out into the mountains and ski every single day, bell to bell. I'd bring my POW skis to all the races when everyone else was bringing their like three pairs of slalom skis. I was like, I they're like, oh, we don't have room for the powder skis. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So I like took my other pair of slalom skis, put the POW skis in, like go to Montana. <laughs> I was like the only one with POW skis out there, but. That's yeah, awesome. that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, it kind of like a fun question. I don't get to like ask a lot of people on this podcast because a lot of times people that I've interviewed recently are kind of looking back on their ski careers. But for you looking ahead, like I want to know, like, what are a few of like your biggest dreams for your ski career? Like, what are your ski dreams? Like, because I actually found my like stupid goals book somewhere recently where I like, 10 years ago, I was probably your age ish, like wrote down some stuff I wanted to do in a year and five years and 10 years. And it's, I'm not a big goal person just cause I think I, I get too narrow-minded sometimes. I like to be open, sure. but it's kind of interesting to like still go back through that process and see how many of them <laughs> actually ticked off. Oh my gosh. I think since I was a kid, I always wanted to be in like a big ski movie. We would go to the Warren Miller films when I was a kid at the little state theater in Traverse city. And our whole, it was a big event, like, especially for people in the Midwest, you know, we're all, you know, people in the Midwest are very interesting and we <laughs> all just like love to just be out, um, on the hill and the dads are tuning skis at the bottom of the hill, like brushing, like, what do you wax bro? And then they're like, <laughs> oh, I waxed LF7. Like it's, it's such a scene. And so, yeah, I, I always wanted to be in, in, you know, on the big screen and that, I guess that'll always be a dream of mine. <laughs> Um, I think it's possible. Thanks, Amy. Let's let's go. Let's plan a trip. Let's let's just make some magic together. We are dream dream team. You got to teach me how to snowmobile, though. Yeah, get you out on maybe maybe snow pony version two will come out, and you can get (laughs) volume two. (laughs) Ostrich hen and angry breast person. (laughs) We can have really cool like jackets. (laughs) <laughs> like 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 leather jackets I have this what would mine be like fiery like angry boobs <laughs> mine would be an ostrich <laughs> yeah I don't know if I want fire boobs on a jacket <laughs> oh my god maybe um, I don't know put it no, out there we'll, we'll make it we'll make it happen something's good gonna happen um but yeah I think I've always wanted to be on the big screen screen but I really I think now definitely a big goal of mine is I really love the creative side of skiing. And so I really do enjoy, I always loved and loved and enjoyed shooting stills and photos, but I definitely want to get more into film. And I think I've always had this um, passion for videography and like video production. I wanted to kind of study that in school. It wasn't an option as like a major in at Westminster, but I took some courses on it and I really liked the design and yeah, formulating something together and working together as a team to create like a beautiful piece of art. And so I think one of my goals would be to kind of go that direction, whether it's, whether it's producing or helping direct or being in the film, that's definitely, I'm actually really excited this season. We're going to be making a little, a little film that we hope to eventually submit to film festivals. That's our, that's our goal for this season. So that's a big one, like a creative film that I get to do with is Lamote. So she's, she's a, one of my girlies up at Alta. She's wonderful and very talented. Yeah. So that's it. That's like definitely a goal of mine is to be able to like create a piece that I'm proud of and yeah, come up from, from the very beginning in the initial process of a, dreaming about I mean I lay in bed at night and I can't go to sleep I I'm just like (laughs) oh and then we do this like my brain doesn't stop for like thinking of all these like funky creative ways to go about like showcasing something and so it'll I'm excited I'm excited for that I love that that's uh you know it's funny you say that because I think that's always that's definitely 
what one of my main goals in skiing was because I did study uh, production in college. My degrees in media management, emphasized in directing and producing. And people always talk about like being a professional skier and like what my job is and what I love about being a professional skier. Yeah, I love skiing for sure. But if I just wanted to like go ski all the time, I wouldn't be a professional skier, you know? Like what my job is, is to create something. Mm -hmm. And what I love about my job, even those days when we're shooting photos and it's really hard and we're not skiing as much as like the people lapping us on the chair and heckling us, like (laughs) we're creating something. You're working together with people and it's really hard to make something cool with skiing. There's so many variables, whether you're shooting photos or doing something video oriented that like, it's really challenging. And I think that that creative process, that's what I love about my job. Like, yeah, I love skiing, but like, I love getting to create something and share something. And in my, one of my huge goals, still one of my huge goals is probably to start some sort of production company, but I always wanted to like make my own ski movie. And so this year, like many years later, was the first year with Snow Pony that I just mentioned. It was the first time Which I've ever awesome. produced like and directed and wrote the script and did everything for a short film. Was the, the first time it happened was this year. So those of you listening, go, go watch Snow Pony. I'm very proud of it. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. But it took a long time for me to get there. It's funny how... Um, how long it took me to actually even just put out a short film like that, but it did inspire me to do more. And I think that as a skier, you're super smart in that. Like people always ask me like what my advice is like for starting out in the ski career. And it's like, you need to be professional and you need to make your own opportunities. Like you cannot sit around and wait for someone to invite you or pitch you or ask you to do something. Cause it's not going to happen. They're not coming. Like you have to make every opportunity for yourself. So that is what you're doing. You have an idea, pitch it, find the money, be professional yeah. about it and make it happen. And that's like always been my philosophy. And I started out by like producing little shoots for like my sponsors and stuff like, Hey, like I'll handle this thing. And, um, so I definitely, that's something I yeah. definitely look up to Don't get to discouraged for... if it doesn't happen right away. <laughs> no, it's something that I really, I look up to you a lot. Remember we talked about that on the chairlift a couple of times and I was like, you're just very hardworking. It's really inspiring. So no, uh-huh. I really, I, I love that. I love creating the art. There's something really beautiful about like communicating with a photographer, videographer and, and creating something together. Like that shared, um, moment is really, is really special. Um, but yeah, I think another one spinning on ostrich hen and angry breast person, see what we can go. (laughs) I actually will though. (laughs) I mean, I expect it. You come up with the creative, I'll get the budget going. I'll put together a pitch deck. You do the numbers. That's what I'm not good at. I got you. I love it. Oh man. Well, I think, yeah, I guess like the creative side is definitely one of my bigger goals, but I also really, um, I really love mountain running and hiking and spending long days in the mountains. So a goal of mine is to get way more into ski mountaineering. So like building my knowledge base and on those realms and yeah, spending more time in the mountains and high Alpine doing, um, more ski mountaineering. So that's definitely another goal on like a personal, on a personal level is not as much like media. Yeah. If that makes sense. So totally. yeah. Well, sound like good goals, but I think we should stop talking about skiing because we're not supposed to talk about skiing on this podcast. So are you ready? I forgot. For no, I forgot. no S word. <laughs> are you ready for the no S word part? <sighs> okay. I think I'm ready. Ski, 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 ski. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that? That's the sound of a cold Sierra Nevada beer that was delivered right to your door. <sighs> Learn more at SierraNevada.com. Please drink responsibly. Okay. So this is funny because it's kind of like what I wanted to like talk about with you kind of piggybacks on a little bit what we were just talking about. And it's going to be a little touchy to skirt the S word here. But I want to talk to you about mentorship. And I want to talk to you. I want to know like what does mentorship mean to you? Do you think it's important? Do you have any mentors? Are you a mentor? Like I personally feel I've, I've seen both sides of it in my career of like feeling like I did have some mentors and some support, but then also feeling like totally abandoned by people <laughs> that were before me, women and men, whoever. Um, I think some of our sport kind of pits each other, pits us against each other a lot. And so like, I've always had this deep desire for a mentor 
And I've always wanted now to like put that energy somewhere else. So I want to know from you, like, what is mentorship? Like, do we need it? Is it, does it, is it possible? Wow. Yeah. I mentorship it is something that I would really, I, I think is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, sometimes I feel like I'm kind of blind and I have to f- just learn from the mistakes I've, I make. And in a lot of ways, like, I think I've learned some things the hard way, but I haven't really had any bad experiences necessarily um, with people getting, you know, pitting against people. I really, am, I really just like to be a lover and to share <laughs> moments with people. So, so I try my best to just be open-minded and share like the passion for skiing because skiing is just such a spectacular and meaningful thing to me. And so um, I think I, whether I know subconsciously or not, surround myself with people that have a similar, similar mindset, but I've definitely had um, mentors absolutely in the ski industry. Yeah. What about in just in life or like, what is like, I just think as humans, it's important to support each other. Right. And so like, obviously Mm -hmm. the mentorship that I would be talking about is within my career and like the world of Mm -hmm. escorting, but like, how do we even be good mentors? Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you, what is a mentor? Is it like an official thing? Do you like seek it out? Like how, like, I know for me, it's always so easy for my mind to like immediately get jealous. And I've tried really hard to like change that. Right. And that's my immediate reaction almost all the time, but at least now I can check myself. And I just, I always feel like I want to reach out that hand, whether it is part of my career or, or something else. And I just, I just wonder like, what do we do to make mentorship like a better, a bigger part of like just our community? I think I'm going to have to think about the words I want to say with this, but I think for me, with sharing experiences and being really happy for other people. Mm. And like I said, I was very competitive growing up and I've been kind of a competitor my whole life. I think it's really good to celebrate others' success and, and sharing people's success with, um, like sharing someone's happiness for succeeding or achieving a goal or a dream, or even just like, you know, in ski racing, it was, you're competing with these girls that are, you know, skiing in front of you and behind you. And so, yeah, there's jealousy, like, oh, they had a faster time. Like you have that, but ultimately being part of a team is, is really cool. And I think having a team mentality and supporting each other and celebrating when, you know, maybe your best friend who is your best, your best friend, but she just kicked your butt down the mountain and beat you by three seconds. And you skied like crap or, you know, I think being able to be like, okay, take a moment. I didn't do the, you know, I didn't do my best, but I'm going to try harder next time. And then celebrating with a certain level of selflessness, I think is, is something I really appreciate about other people and something that I actively try to work on is just being really open and celebrating, um, others success, big or small or achievements. You know, it can be something, it could be something small or big. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard though. I mean, honestly, I think it is. I don't think think it's everyone's like immediate reaction, you know, sometimes. Yeah. I I wish, I wish we could be more that way. I love watching. I love following along on your adventures. I love following (laughs) along on other, other men and women's adventures in the ski world. Cause that's kind of the word, I guess if we're just, Oh, Dang it. I said that word <laughs> so many times. It's okay. Jeez, oh, Louise. I'm so sorry. I knew I knew I was this this I was like a trick question. I I tricked you. I'm, oh man. Oh, I told gosh. You. All right, I'll try not to say it anymore. Um, <laughs> but I think mentorship can be probably come somewhat naturally too to some people and I think just sharing and like spreading love is very important. Mm-hmm. I try to do it every day whether it's at the grocery store and, or waving on the trail or something like that. Um, smile. Just spreading I, I like love. Smile, smile at people a lot. I'm a big smiley. Like some people have RBF, like resting bitch face. And I have yeah. RSF resting smile face. I love it. I feel like, we're I feel like you have it too. <laughs> I think but, it's not a bad thing. No, I think it's just something to be aware of, of just like, okay, like, sometimes when I get frustrated when I'm not seeing that mentorship going on in my life or that positivity, I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that I am different, you know? And just Mm -hmm. like those reminders of like, yeah, sharing other people's success, you know, that's really crucial, you know? Yeah. I think it's really, really important. Celebrating everybody's stuff, you know, but okay. Well now 
let's actually shift further away from the S word. It'll be easier from now on. We won't say it again now. We just broke the rules, but we're going to like, season five has been really bad for rule breaking. I don't know. I'm just like not a stickler anymore about the whole S word rules. (laughs) I need to get back on it. Tighten up the show, Amy. (laughs) It's because it's, it's fall or it's like the very beginning of S season. Yeah. I don't think that's a, I think it's just I think I just need to crack the whip harder. All right, <laughs> Madison, you sent me a video earlier this summer. I, uh, so I was named after the Pure Prairie League song, Amy. Um, it's actually spelled A-M-I-E on the album cover, which is how my parents decided to spell my name that way. And you were learning that song. And this is, I kind of like knew you were super musical, but then it's actually a really hard song to play. And I was so trying hard. to learn it and I couldn't learn it. And then you sent me like a video of you singing it and playing <laughs> the ukulele and just like talk to me about like your freaking awesome music skills. You play the ukulele. Do you play anything else? Um, no, I love to sing. I love playing the ukulele. Amy is so hard to play, <laughs> but get that Spotify just told me it's my most played song <laughs> out of any other song. Honestly, so I if like, I didn't know you, no that'd be way. Kind of creepy. What? No, it's a great song. <laughs> it is a good song. It is a good song. Um, I love when it comes on. Um, yeah, too. you have such an incredible voice. Did it like come? Oh, thank you. Like you're just born with that. Have you ever like been involved in like? Have you taken lessons or have you ever done anything with like your music or your voice? Were you in like musical theater at all or just race? You know, I like you know, tried a little bit, did choir a little bit, but mostly I just, I love music so much. Music plays a huge role in my life. And, um, I jam out with my friends quite a bit. I have a couple, I have like quite a few friends that we play together or roommates that I play together with. And that part's amazing. I've never really, I've always been kind of a performer, but I, yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, watch me, mom, watch me, dad. Like I, that really hasn't changed, but, um, um, I love, I just, no, I only play the ukulele. I think I tried the piano when I was younger. It didn't, didn't really stick. I, music helps me memorize other things too. So I struggled in school and I would just put equations to song, like, wow, like Y equals M, you know, what, you know, memorizing the wow. constitution and stuff. Like I had to do it to a, to song. Cause in my brain, that's, I think my I have a very right side creative brain, less more on the science and math side. So um, yeah, music is quite a lot in my life. I listen to a lot of it and I really um, enjoy playing it or going to karaoke. I miss karaoke. I miss dancing. And okay. Music. Karaoke is literally on my notes next oh right my here. So God. what's your go-to? Like, okay, boom, tonight you walk into a karaoke bar, COVID doesn't exist. What's the first song you're singing? Is it a country? Yeah, give me a little bit of context here. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like you just have a mic in a room full of strangers. Respect to Aretha Franklin. Oh damn! And you'd probably murder it too, huh? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I love. That was my favorite song when I grew up. I'd request it on the radio every That's single awesome. day. That's when I awesome. Was Ten. <laughs> oh my god. That's so great. I I always insist on singing Michael Bolton. I'm super obsessed with him and I sing it so poorly. I always sing, how can we be lovers if we can't be friends by Michael Bolton? But (laughs) honestly, I'm so bad at it. And I don't ever learn to stop singing that song in public because I just love it so much. I don't know. But the only, so there's only actually, because I did do musical theater. I took voice lessons, all this stuff. And I still like suck like I super want to be good at music and I, I I'm just not um like I, I can't even like when we go to church I can't even like clap while I sing the church songs like can't do it so but I, think <laughs> but I did find practice. last year I found the one karaoke well the one song that I can sing karaoke to super flawlessly and it's um baby it's cold outside and I sing it with my best friend's husband Nick and we do at it so well but it's so sad because like that song's kind of faux pas now, right? Because it's kind of a fucked up message. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a, a little, little bit bad. For sure. I sing it so well, and it's the only song I can sing well. And I can only sing it well with my friend's husband. So it's you kind of, there's a lot of caveats right there. <laughs> no way. No, Nick's not here. That's awesome. I'm I need glad Nick. you found one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only one. But I still insist on doing karaoke when presented. But I agree with you. I'm like so excited to go out dancing or go to karaoke or dancing karaoke. Yeah. It's hard. How have you not gotten on TikTok yet? That's where I'm putting all my dance energy. 
I know we don't need another like horrible thing on our phones and the internet to do, but um, just doing like dumb dances in my living room while my dog and my boyfriend and like ignore me is like <laughs> where I love it going. <laughs> I think it's great. It's a really I I love watching your videos. I always bring <laughs> a smile to my face, and I'm always inspired to just like get up and dance right after I watch the videos. I'm like, yeah, no, I just I never got into TikTok. I feel like. Instagram's already a little bit much for me in a lot right. of ways. So I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I, I, mean, I agree. Hard. I see both sides, but then I start doing it. It's really fun. But it's, I put out a video, a dancing video recently where I like change my clothes. Like when I jump and stuff. Oh, I saw that. Okay. It took me two hours. <laughs> two hours? Isn't that oh, so embarrassing? I mean, it looks like it would be kind of hard. It was not know. easy. I thought it was going to be easy. And then I, and then I was like sweating. Cause I kept having to like flawless. change my clothes and like, <laughs> uh, Todd's like, like, what are you doing? I'm going to kill you if I hear that song again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was funny. flawless though. You crushed well, it. Well, <laughs> I think you should start a band. I can be like well, your hype master. I can't be in your band, but, um, I would love to. It would be fun. I would love to start a band. That would, that's my literal, that has been my dream since I was a kid. Well, that kind of segues into like another question I sometimes ask on this podcast, which I think could be interesting to you is if you could like snap your fingers and be on like a totally different life trajectory, like what totally different life would you see yourself living or what would be like a dream alternate life than like pursuing a professional S word career? Rock star. Yeah. (laughs) Rock star, pop star, country singer. Like what are we talking? Rock star. Like Rock. rock star in the like 60s and 70s. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we'd all love to go back in time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. Right now, I I don't know. Like, it'd be different. I wouldn't want to be pop. I definitely just, being in a rock band, and you're just, you're vibing off of each other's energy, and you have the guitar, and you have the drums, and creating creating music with other people has been so impactful in my life. And to be able to, like, perform, um, perform and be a rock star, I mean, it's been something I've always dreamed of when I was a kid they're like what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like a rock star <laughs> so I love it yeah. have you have you ever well do you know the band the kills the lead singer Allison Mossart I think so okay well if you don't know them get to know them like one of my goals with my s word career is to like ski something cool enough that warrants using one of their songs and like an edit oh yeah but I've seen them live twice and if you ever get the chance to go see them live Allison Mossart is I'm like obsessed with her. She's a modern female rock star and she's just everything when she's like on stage. Like she's just so cool. Ugh, like when we get done with this call, look her up on YouTube. Like she's, so, I will. And, and I've seen her twice in Salt Lake. Um, so hopefully when concerts are a thing again, put her on your radar. Cause well, the band is the kills, but I'm obsessed with Alison Mosser. I, I follow like three famous people on Instagram and Allison Mossart is one of them. The other one is Rachel, Rachel Price Pants. She's the lead singer of Lake Street Dive. Do you know them? Love. I love them. If you ever get to see them them. live. Oh my gosh. I would love to. I love the soul, like just power and soul in her voice. Yeah. I love strong female voices. Unbelievable. Like, wow. Cool. We went to a concert I've seen them live three times, I think. And we went to one of their concerts in Reno and my friend was with me, like a bunch of us went and my good guy friend was with me and she came out on stage and like <laughs> 10 seconds in my friend, his like jaws on the floor and he's like, she is everything. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, she, is. <laughs> and she always knows what to do with her hands, which is so amazing. Cause some oh, people- I wish I knew that. Well, like, okay. Like Celine Dion, love Celine Dion. She never knew what to do with her hands. So like, that's, True. I mean, what do you do with your hands? You know? Yeah. I, I, that's a question I ask myself every day. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Well, what, like, what do I do? Price hands always knows what to do with her hands. And I love that about her. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I kind of like, I thought you might say that, or like, I, I could see you being like a full on like Hollywood actress, basically. Like the first time I met you, I was like, <laughs> what is that girl doing at Alta? Like she should be like in LA or something. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't remember the first time I met you, but I think it was, we were on top of Baldy. You were wearing some like retro red stuff with these big like bun hairdo. And you were like, <laughs> just seemingly like on one, but you seemed to always be on one. I was like, why is she at Alta? Like she needs to be <laughs> in like Times Square or something. Like, I kind just, of, I wanted to make a flash. Oh, that's one of the things I do want to do. I want to be in a flash mob really badly. 
or start that happen like a really big flash mob but like we don't make it happen like I want to be there and then all of a sudden when it happens you want to be flash mobbed on yeah I think that'd be so sick (laughs) 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 like you're walking down the street and all of a sudden like hundreds of people break out and dance I I mean that would be the highlight of my life for sure (laughs) (laughs) fair enough I've never I've never been a mobber and I've never been mobbed in the <laughs> neither am i oh, maybe dreaming someday. of the day someday all these things that will happen later in our life after covid yeah flash mobs mm-hmm. can come back um so you have been on the ice bath train pretty heavy it seems like you're kind of like a type two fun person which sometimes i'm like oh madison and i should be friends and hang out and then like you kind of like to suffer a lot and i'm like ooh, maybe not <laughs> um <laughs> like certain kind of friend but so the ice bath thing Todd my boyfriend is obsessed with it and he jumps in the Truckee River all the time even it's like freezing outside and like I do it like I definitely swim I like swimming in cold water and I like the ice and I do cold showers sometimes and I like the whole Wim Hof thing but like you're committed you have a trough in your yard that you (laughs) you couldn't get in this morning because it was frozen solid so like give give us like your pitch on the ice bath thing and the you know okay so water is water is amazing um cold water is very refreshing but as a recovery technique and tool I did that a lot in in ski racing when I was in college and um you know when I wasn't using the facilities at college anymore I was like all right well there's no water here in Salt Lake because we're in a desert and in the summer it's like 110 degrees so I'm like, what am I going to do? So I like started researching different kinds of things. And then I was like, all right, I found a farm store. I'm going to go down to the farm store. I'm going to buy this trough. And so now I have this like trough that is a rock right now. I went to go ice bath this morning and I stepped in the ice, and it's a rock solid oh. pool of water. There's, there's no way I could get in it. So then I ended up taking a cold shower, but again, ice um, and I, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like break it um, up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think there's a lot of cool and helpful benefits. Um, I've just done a little bit of research on it and have been following the Wim Hof um, techniques with like breathing exercises. I've gotten kind of into that. And whether it's in like a cold river in Wyoming and Jackson, um, or if I'm in Salt Lake, I have just the ice bath here. And I found that like it helps with circulation. And um, I have Raynaud syndrome, so it's like mm-hmm. a circulation problem. So I struggle with like, really cold feet and really cold hands. And I think just like taking that time to take care of my body. And I know I just like it. I don't know. I do probably like for a little bit, like it's very, it's, it's, it's something weird. And a lot of people don't understand. And I'm sure everyone has their own, like, uh, yeah, techniques or opinions about ice ice bathing. Uh, but. It's just it's just bold. I, I mean, I get it. I like it. I like the cold water thing. And they say that, like, in terms of like a cellular anti aging process, it's essentially like one of the best things you can do for yourself. Like that kind mm-hmm. of stress, even even if it's cold, it's still like temperature stress. And um, yeah, my understanding is that those kind of good stresses, stress like you know exercise or temperature stress or whatever, it lengthens your telomeres, which from what I can tell, I'm not very science here. Like these long little arm things that come off your DNA. (laughs) And like, as you get older, they shrink, you know, and the only thing you can do to lengthen your telomeres is these kind of good stresses. And the longer your telomeres, the more they like exchange information and like stay hip and young and Again, I'm not very sciencey, but I totally get it. I just don't always have like the supreme like motivation. Like when my motivation stops, because we live right on the Truckee River here in Truckee. And um, if I have to stand in snow to get in the water, Oof. I don't do it. I'm just like, yeah, nah, <laughs> I'm just going to keep my snow. A lot. I'll <laughs> be doing harder. it, you know, and I'm just like, mm, nah. You got to do the Wim Hof breathing. Just do it before and then your body feels a little bit tingly and you're like, ooh, I feel kind of weird. And then you're like. I'm getting in the ice. I'm going in. And then you just fully submerge. And then, and then it's a mindset thing. What I've found is very much like cold is a state of mind. And then just keep saying that to myself. Just like cold, <laughs> cold is a state of mind. And, and you just keep breathing. And soon enough, you're at like, you know, three, four minutes and it's really, really cold. And then you go under. That's a whole nother thing. That's hard. That's hard to do sometimes, yeah. but I like taking the time to do it. It's kind of a funny thing, but I like it. <laughs> good, good on you. 
Cold stress. Cold stress. Proud of you. I think I'm still like, I'm like a half, I'm like a half asser, you know? <laughs> I'm kind of into it, but I'm not like that committed. <laughs> you need a trough. <laughs> Todd needs someone to take his video clips to put on the Instagram. You know, I can't put them on. I can't do that if I'm also cold dipping, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And if, you know, it isn't on Instagram, then it, it didn't, didn't happen. Did you really do the ice no, bath? No. No, you can't, you can't ice bath if you didn't Instagram about it. Definitely. Your telomeres <laughs> will not lengthen. The telomeres? I don't even, you are super That might scienty. even be like the wrong word. I don't know. But we'll find out. Somebody <laughs> will tell us if I'm messing up this science lesson here. Um, all right, Madison, uh, every time we do this podcast, we play a game called Two Highs and One Low. So I want to know two highs, one low of the last year of your life, completely outside the world of S-wording. So n- don't talk about that here, even though we've talked about it too much already. <laughs> okay. Ooh, this is hard because there's been a lot of, in a lot of ways, there's been a lot of highs. I think a big one was just getting closer to my sister. She's here in Salt Lake and we've been able to adventure together and spend time together. And that's just been really nice because a lot a lot of growing up, we were very different and she actually does musical. She was really into musical theater. Um, but it's just been really nice to like connect with her and my family during this time and being a lot more calm and whether it's even just going for like small hikes in the mountains mm-hmm. and we did a couple like camping trips together, which was really just pleasant to have like one-on-one time with her. Cause we didn't really have that as much growing up cause we're on different pages and we're two and a half years apart. So we're, yeah, kind of moving at different paces. And I took the athlete route and she was more into like computer, um, and theater. And so it's been really cool to like kind of a new, like a fresh start in a lot of ways of our like sister relationship. Oh, that's so really that's cool. really, yeah, it's really cool. And just being close to my family has been really nice. So that's definitely a high. I think another high is despite sometimes feeling like I'm getting, you know, it feels a lot of times during this COVID global pandemic, it feels like you're you know, treading water and then you just, a wave comes and you just get smacked in the face. And then you're like, oh, okay, I got this. And you keep on trying and maybe another wave comes. And despite getting, you know, knocked over by, certain waves, I feel, I feel a lot more grounded, um, with myself. Cause I, cause I think sometimes I'm a little space cadet in the last <laughs> few years. I mean, I've always been a space cadet, but, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's been nice to just really connect with the people I'm around, whether it's my roommates or my family or the people I'm close with and just be really present with them and, and understand that like, it doesn't always have to be, you know, all time crazy, exciting highs that like Mm. calm is good and being, you know, practicing meditation or yoga and taking time, taking time for that. That's been a big learning experience for me, Mm. slowing down. It's been really, I think, yeah, it's been a high out of, out of all the things that have happened. That's, that's one that I'm really happy with. Yeah. I think we've all had to like change our expectations a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and like pull it back down and appreciate the super small things, which is kind of a nice gift, nice caveat, silver lining to this whole situation. Yeah. Appreciate the things that are like, you know, like little trails that you never found. There's been a lot of, I think there's been a lot of good at in slowing down and mm-hmm. just appreciating the little things I think is really important. So maybe not as much of a, a dead set, you know, this is my high, but I think, yeah, yeah just connecting with people I during like this time has been nice. Yeah. Nice. And you're, you're low. Oh, my low. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of a low. My low is probably seeing other people. I'm I'm very extroverted empath. So I think that when I see other people struggling or unhappy or having a really hard time, that takes, I first, I feel really bad and I want to like be there for them and but it does take a toll on me too. So I think, I think the low is probably without getting into the specifics of the weight, the exact waves that have been (laughs) happening, like Mm -hmm. car crash or, you know, the, I think the low is just seeing, I don't like to see other people unhappy or sad. That's the low. I think of this, of this time for me, for sure is just dealing with that. Yeah. Mm. And trying to be a positive, trying to be the best friend and the best sister and the best daughter I can. And, and, 
trying to keep a positive attitude. That's kind of the way I've been trying to go about it. But yeah, I don't like to see people upset. It's no fun. No, but no. we don't really see it as much, you know, on social media. I think a lot of people are like, oh, Madsen's so like happy all the time. And, and, and the thing is, is like when I'm around people, I am really stoked. Like I really, I really am because I just thrive off of other people's energy. Like everyone's skiing, you know, or everybody's, you know, your roommates or you're having dinner. Like I really am thriving in those moments. And then the moments where I'm kind of like, you know, at home alone or whatever. It's not that I'm unhappy, but I'm definitely just, yeah, I'm just doing my thing. And and it's been nice to spend alone time too and getting used to that. But yeah, I think seeing other people having a hard time and trying just to be there for them. Well, it's a hard time to be there for people too, right? Like, I think it's, I just love, I'm same. Like when I think about like my favorite things, it's being with my friends, it's being around people. And that's like something we can't really do like in the summer when we could be outside, but now we're kind of back to Mm -hmm. like not being able to do that. So I definitely, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know when people are struggling, right? If you're like not around them. You know, I think right. it's, and like you're saying, people see the happy and the positive, which I think I can be the same way, but it's like, it's not like I'm going to Instagram about like the seven hours I laid on the floor in my closet and cried, you know, like I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm going to put up on my Instagram, you know, and it's those, those waves and knowing that everybody is going through those waves has been like really comforting for me and that like, I'm super not alone in my anxiety and Absolutely. my fears and my worries, like at least again, the tiny silver lining is that, you know, that there's there's like this collective struggle going on. You feel, I don't feel alone, even though I feel really lonely a lot in this time. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. glad I have my dog and Todd, my dad, my roommates, but like, you know, it's, it's a lonely time for sure. And I feel for my friends that live alone, but um, there's also this collective, like, well, everybody's going through something right now. It's like, absolutely. I think it's a hard balance too, like what you put on social media. Social media is so, is there's a lot going on with it. And so I often am very confused of what, how I want to appear, how I want, what I want to put out into the world. And because my idea is that like, I don't need to, or want to, you know, post me crying on the, Mm -hmm. you know, bedroom floor, but I do think it, there's a balance and I'm trying to figure that out right now is like, all right, how I want to be as real with people as possible. And that's something I really strive for. And what does that look like? So I'm kind of in that you know process right now is trying to figure out, it's, okay, it's how, not, how do I show that? It's not easy though. Cause you want to be transparent, right? On social media or in general, like, I think I'm a really transparent person when I'm with people in person and I'll basically say anything, share anything like, but on yeah. social media, I have this horrible social media voice that just pops on anytime <laughs> I try to write a <laughs> caption or say something to my phone. And I'm like, whose voice is that? Like, I don't talk like that. Like, I would never say this in real life. Like, but it's funny. I can't like, even when I try to talk about something serious or try to be transparent, this like stupid social media voice comes out of like left field. And I'm like, okay, who, who are you? Like, go away. (laughs) But I don't, I mean, I definitely don't have the answers for sure, but it's definitely a struggle of like, I'm a real person, but it's hard to be a real person through your phone. You know, that's always something, which again, like distancing yourself from that somehow, even though there are a lot of gifts that social media has given me and my career and everything, you know, but absolutely. I think, and my clothes changing dances, you know, where would I be? I'd have two more hours in my life is where I'd be. <laughs> sweating in the sweating <laughs> as you're just, just sweating in my living room. My dog's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I think that's really cool too, because you're finding like sometimes you really, if you're stuck at home and there's a lot of people in different situations, but if you're at home, you gotta spice it up. You gotta figure out like <laughs> ways to ways to like I don't know. I have to really entertain myself. So something I work on with the slowing down thing, it's been really good for me to slow down, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, I need to go. I just, I often dance. Yeah. Like I love dancing, like the Jane Fonda workouts. Oh my God. They're hard. Have you ever done Jane Fonda's advanced 90 minutes on YouTube? It's free. No, send oh, me. it'll kill you. I'll, I'll send it to you. Like I'm 90 like, minutes. Oh. The 90 minute advanced jazzercise. Oh. You will be able to walk the next day. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Um, yeah. Todd and I in like heavy quarantine times, we did a, we had an eighties prom night where we like dressed up. Yes. <laughs> we like had a few drinks and played like eighties prom music and like just, just the two of us. 
<laughs> and like it was pretty fun. I, I again, Bill, our dog, hated us. He's like, "What are you guys doing? Why are you <laughs> drunk? Why is the music so loud? Why are you wearing that hideous leopard print getup?" Um, <laughs> I think it's good to do though, like some funny things. It, it really fun. just like perks you up. I think yeah. it just it brings you a different kind of, you know, you're not being able to go out to to bars or to restaurants. So I think that doing stuff at home is is quite fun. Hopefully we can all have that mindset going into the holidays with things looking different, but I agree the best we can, you know, and thankfully there's snow on the ground and hopefully Santa brings us some more snow and all that good stuff. Did you, I asked everybody to think of a story. Did you think of an awesome story you wanted to share? We've kind of like told a lot of stories, but we have told a lot of stories. I don't know if I have, I thought about it. You told me to think of one and I was trying to think of, of one that was like embarrassing or unique or something that doesn't have to do with the S word. And I thought a little bit about it, but the one I can think of, which is kind of funny and just really bizarre. And I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> is this, is this mission that we did that we went out on this mission Jim Ryan, Christy Ryan, his sister, and I, and Jim had this like, all right, let me set the scene. Jim has this idea. He's like, all right, we're going to go into this ice cave. And I'm like, okay, I'm down. I, I have a hard time saying no. And I get, you know, crippling FOMO. So I was like, yes, I'm in. But I didn't know what I was getting into. He's like, we're going into an ice cave. It's underground and we're going to sleep in the cave. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I pack up my things. <laughs> we packed like a pizza, like a slice of pizza and a little banana bread. And we all head out there. We hike. And I can't tell you where it is because it's a super top secret spot in Wyoming that I'm not even, I don't even know where it is. But anyways, we <laughs> hike up there. And you can just feel like we get to the entrance of the cave and you can just feel this cold, like air coming out of the cave. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm kind of like intimidated by this. I have my little running shoes on. I should have had like, what are those like waiters? (laughs) I should have had like waiters on and like full 20 puffies. But I was like, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in what I'm in. And my immediately when we stepped into the cave, I stepped into like ice water. And I was like, Oh God, my feet are just going to freeze. And I remember looking at Jim and I was like, I I don't know if I can do this for, you know, seven hours to get through this cave And this cave is underground. And a lot of people, I think most people just, well, there isn't that many people that have done it, maybe like seven people, but (laughs) the seven people that have done it, they, um, they do it in one push and we were planning to camp in this cave. So we get in there and we're like, you know, like the ice age scene, when there's like a tunnel in the ice, there's like the bottom of the cave is ice and they're like sliding. Um, yeah. The, I, yeah, that was what it was like. It was like I was in a video game, but, <laughs> and then there's like seven or eight repels. So we had our harnesses on, we have all of our sleeping camping stuff, but we're in the pitch black doing these repels. So we're in pitch black and we go for, I don't know, we're crawling, we're, you know, stemming from cave wall to cave wall and it's wet and cold. And I'm like, Oh, my hands are cold. Long story short, we spend the night in the cave and there's no sense of time or space or like anything. So we wake up and we thought it was like early in the morning after we had, you know, gone a few miles and, and it was like noon. (laughs) Whoa. So you, so you have no, like, there's no light. You have zero light. There's no sunlight to tell you like what time of you have, yeah, your body's just very confused. So anyways, that was a really interesting, like, Rogue Intentions mission that we did. It sounds kind of horrible, but interesting. It was a good experience. (laughs) I saw some of your stuff on Instagram about it, and I was like, ah, I don't know. It looked very, I have, like, a a late-in-life adopted claustrophobia issue, and I was like, "Mm." oh, no. (laughs) No. I don't think that would be for me. It probably wouldn't be for you, and it's not something I need to do, like, every year or anything like that. Maybe I would like to do it again with like the proper like boots that I would want to wear, but Change I don't boots. know. That was a that was a totally unique, bizarre um, mission that we did, and uh, that's yeah. that's one Those that are I the stories where I'm like, yeah, maybe our, our friendship can have some caveats. Like I'm gonna don't <laughs> do that mission. <laughs> we okay. We can just do the snowmobiles and like cooking. <laughs> I just like type one fun. I like fun. It's like fun while it's happening. It's not like you're suffering and at some point you're going to look back on it and it's like going to be okay. Like, I don't mind those situations arise for sure. You end up in situations mm-hmm. where like, this is super tough and we got to get through this and everything's going to be okay. I don't, I don't mind that, but I don't necessarily like go out with the intention of like, if it doesn't 
suck a little bit. It doesn't count. Like I have friends like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, not me. <laughs> I, I definitely, I probably am more in that realm, but it's not that it doesn't count. It's like, there's so, there's something about like pushing your limits so hard and like pushing your body or like really enduring something or even mentally or physically. And then overcoming that or accomplishing like a race or a running race and then done and you just get flooded with this like I don't even know what it is it has to be some sort of like chemical in your brain that's like oh, yeah. here woohoo I yeah I live I live for that I love it <laughs> I mean I've, I've definitely had those experiences don't get me wrong but yeah I I don't um I don't require them how about that <laughs> you can call me for some type, type one fun any any day. I'll always call you for that. <laughs> uh, well, Madison, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, this thank has been you. wonderful. Um, I hope that we can share some turns safely, of course, soon. Um, and yeah, all that good stuff. And we'll, I'll, we'll, let's 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 schedule another uh, Zoom call to discuss uh, the future of angry. I'd love to ostrich hen. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, for, for the listeners, where can they follow you or keep following you or see what you're up to? I think I am most active on Instagram because I don't have a Instagram. You can follow me. Wait, at, you broke up just a little bit. Where can oh, they follow you on Instagram? Oh, okay. <laughs> on Instagram, you can follow um, at Madison Rose, but there's three N's in Madison. So it's like Madison Nin Rose. Triple N <laughs> Madison Rose. Is Rose your middle a, name? Yes, it is. Nice. Lovely. It's a little easier than ostrich hen, so. Well, <laughs> yes. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing everything that you did. And yeah, let's 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 hang out and make some cool stuff together. And like I, I said, I'll, I'll I'll be the cheerleader of your band, even though I shall not be in your band. <laughs> I have faith in you. <laughs> the faith only goes so far. Sometimes I have learned that in my life. <laughs> it does not make it so you can sing. <laughs> um, we'll get there, Amy. We'll get there. <laughs> And everybody else listening, thank you so much for tuning into Long Underwear. Of course, I'm at Amy Ski on Insta. You can find me there. Send me your questions, comments. I love hearing from you guys. Um, And I hope you guys are doing your snow dances. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. Skiing and riding is wrapped up in memories. Memories that inspire me to push myself, like skiing the Palisades with my dad for the first time at age six. And memories that have taught me how to overcome fear and learn from past mistakes, like getting buried in an avalanche in Utah. Do you have a mountain memory that sticks with you? Well, we want to hear it. The good, the bad, the hilarious, the regretful, and the impactful. Leave us a voice message at 970-510-0451 and share your memories with us. We will be airing a memories episode at the end of the season with all your incredible voices. Please keep in mind that voice memos with poor sound quality, language, or over one minute in length will not be considered. Feel free to share your name and where you're from or leave it anonymous. Go ahead, drop us a line. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with Open Snow. We cover everything from industry news to five-day snow forecasts, and we are your one-stop shop for comparing resort snow cams and learning more about the science behind a good powder day. Go to opensnow.com or download the Open Snow app on iPhone or Android. Open Snow is built by skiing weather forecasters like me, just for those of us that want to find the best snow. This podcast is a Warren Miller Entertainment production and is presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Inkerbesson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team.